Hey folks, we are having a live showcase to celebrate the upcoming first anniversary of Flawless Noises Media Network. We're bringing you some of your favorite hosts from the network for an intimate experience. We'll have an energy reading from Gary of Mystic Moments to kick things off. Bree of Mama Meets World will be the first act and headlining the show Ratchet Ramblings featuring Jeremy Candace and myself. So start planning to come and join us February 29th, 2020 at Rehearse Live in Atlanta, Georgia. Get your tickets at fnmn1year.eventbrite.com. Hope to see you there. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I am your host, Curtis. I go by Chalificent on all social media. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. There are so many podcasts out there that you can listen to and you choose to listen to this one. And I am eternally grateful Speaking of, if you want to support this podcast and its home network, a.k.a. Flawless Noises Media Network, you can do so in two ways. One, go to patreon.com slash flawless noises and sign up in exchange for a little bit of money. You will be getting a lot of bonus content from myself and other hosts on Flawless Noises. You can also purchase some merchandise to help support this show. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store, pick up a shirt or a tote. And now we're going to get the show started. All right. Back like he never left. I got Devon, a.k.a. Deviant Onyx, back on the show. What is this, the fourth time? I think so. Yes. Come through. You are a staple. You have... You get mail here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I left a toothbrush. I got a toothbrush yes. here. Uh, yes. Got a robe hanging up and everything. You are welcome. No, so you know it's where I left a bonnet in the top drawer. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I left a bonnet in the dresser. I'm here for it. So we have a very good conversation lined up. If I uh, do say so myself, it's going to be what I think very informative. If not only for me, then hopefully for some of you who listen to this show who may be unfamiliar, you probably can tell by the title of the episode what we're going to get into. but you know how this show works and the structure. So first we're going to get into everybody's favorite segment and that is the queer query. Question. All right. So the first question is very on brand. What's a song that will always have a place on your sex playlist? See, it depends on the type of sex, but I don't know what it is about LL Cool J's doing it. Just always put me in the mood you just fuck. You know what? what I can see that. I'm sure that probably was the intent behind the song as well. I'm just saying, I'm going to call you Big Daddy and scream your name. Spoke to me. That's all I'm going to say. You know what? That's on brand for you. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you haven't put that on the shirt. You know what? (laughs) I can see it. I can see it. I may have to I might have to cop one of them to go with my other shirt that I got from you. That's a good choice. And that was when he was like super duper duper fine. Ugh, so the memories. Ooh, that was, you know, before his face got leathery and he started looking like a, a 
water bottle. <laughs> Not a water bottle, a red one. <laughs> oh my a, god, a clear one. Oh god, sixteen point no. nine ounces. <laughs> Shout out to you, LL. I don't like nothing that you're doing right now, but you know you're alive, and that's good. Keep For licking me, the yeah, no, we don't know. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's like a cow licking their lips. Don't do not like. It's you know, it wouldn't be so bad if the rest of his face moved. Anyway. Oh, no. no. You know, so whatever. He looked like the moon from off a of big uh bear in the big blue house. Like nothing moved. Oh my god, no. It doesn't. Except when he smiles, but then the smile, it's like you've been watching him smile for so long, it don't even feel real anymore. He got that Joker smile. I still want to see what his dick looked like. But anyway, (laughs) for me, a song that's always on my sex playlist, not that I have them, because sex, what is her? Uh, I struggle saying her name, but I'm sure you know what song I'm talking about. Uh, The Relief. A stripper classic from Michelle in the I, oh uh, I Michelle don't, I, nigga don't eat my jello yes 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 mm-hmm. Michelle Bingo was his name oh that is a song okay if you don't know what I'm talking about uh, tweet me I'll I have the actual spelling of her name. <laughs> I can give it to you. I just don't know how to say it. I've never known how to say it. Even when I hear other people say it, my tongue can't replicate it. But that is a very good song. I think the first time I heard that song was on an episode of Noah's Ark. They now had that I think good. about it. They had some good music on those period, yes, period. seasons. It was some mm. very good music. Shout out to Rasby. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but shout out to you, I guess, sir. They prayed out. Mm. All right, next question. If you were on a Real Housewives type of show, what would your tagline be? Mine would be, the world is a stage and I'm just here to act up. Come on. Mm -hmm. You know what? We need to donate that one because the girls have been struggling. <laughs> they, they haven't like, had a good one in a while. Like. They, no, they have not on either one of the franchises with the black ladies. I'd be like, ooh, y'all, ooh. Like, I give Candy her roses because at least she stays on brand, but the rest of that shit, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? My favorite terrible one was uh, Robin from this last uh, season of Potomac. The shorter my hair, the shorter my patience. What does that mean? Good luck Don't with try that. My hair on. I guess, girl. So, so that means the next time you put a long wig on, I get to try you to my heart's content? Okay. Wasn't she the one whose wig kept slipping off at that cookout? No, that was Karen, Mrs. Huger. Mm. Gotcha. Uh-huh. A they classic like- moment. They're all the same white one of color, just in different stages of life. Fair. Fair enough. My tagline would be something along the lines of Shay keeps me strong, so it's best to leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) 
when I was thinking of that, the only thing I could think of is that one episode of fam, not Family Guy. Uh, what's the other one called? American Dad. When Roger the alien was trying to be nice and he started dying, and it wasn't until mm. he started reading everybody for filth again that like he he went back to full health. I feel like that's me sometimes. Roger is the the reason that show stays afloat because that show was terrible. I mean, what else is there really <laughs> outside Roger and whenever Steve has a solo, whenever he does one of those songs and starts singing. Fair, I get it. Roger, Steve, and Steve's friends. Those are the reasons why that show is still good. Mm. True. True, 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 true. All right. Yeah. Last question. What's something you suggest every black gay man experience at least once in his life? Ooh. Yeah. I would say some form of black gay pride in some capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily OnlyFans on the stairway type things, but I feel like if you find the right pride, there's something for everybody. Like just experience it. Um hopefully you you don't choose a time when the girls are fighting or in, I mean, and if you do hopefully you're not involved and you can record it um if that, that speaks to you like that's your moment i i will agree yeah yeah a moment where they can just be their self like the freedom to be yourself is like the greatest thing so a moment where you are truly yourself with no hard nothing holding you back everybody should experience something like that yeah and when I say that, I don't necessarily mean like a big organized pride in a big city or anything like that. Like a good example, just to kind of throw back to past things that we've done, uh, big boy pride. Like it's a lot of black gay men that are at those pride events. And I feel like that I haven't gone myself because life is mm. every time I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. And then life is like but mm, give us your money <laughs> i'm like damn but i feel like that's a, a good example of just being somewhere where you can feel safe and let yourself just be an experience and hopefully you experience some fellowship and brotherhood and seeing other people be comfortable in their skin i think that's very very important for anybody but since we're specifically talking about black gay men, because it, it's something about being around other people and seeing them live openly that encourages a lot of us to emulate that or feel connected. Or And, and I think that that's important to yeah, see people that look like you, that love like you, that strut like you, that shade like you live openly. Even if you're already doing it, I think it's it's a good reinforcement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. Experience that, or try to try your best. Because white pride is no, it's it's not the same. No comparison. Ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a whole show, and it's own, baby. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that was yeah. I I think that that would that's important. Yes. Some type of community, at least. Maybe not necessarily a pride, but some type of community where you got brothers around you, okay? Shout out to Elian Harris. 
Yes. Just a cocoa butter coalition. Just man, we're here for it. We're here for it. A moment where you can just be genuinely yourself. Like, don't worry about what somebody is thinking about you or how you acting is going to affect something or somebody else. Just a moment where you are genuinely, genuinely you and happy, living carefree. Yeah. Just have to agree. So I think that's going to wrap up this segment. We're going to take a quick break so you can hear me talk about something else and try to encourage you to do something. And then we'll be back with the main topic. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. We're back. We got more talking to do, so thank you for sticking around. So this episode, we're finally, and I say finally because I came up with this many moons ago, and I tapped Devon many moons ago to talk about this topic, but I have this process where I'll come up with stuff, but I'm not able to flesh out the conversation at the time. So it could have been over a year ago that I was like, I want to bring you on to talk about kinks and had no idea what we were going to talk about. It wasn't until the past few weeks that I was able to do that. So we're going to get into sexual kinks. To start off, I wanted to just read a little bit about what that is, what it means. And this is the white man's definition, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Webster. So I'm going to read this and then I'm going to ask you to kind of give your own summation of what sexual kinks are. says, In human sexuality, kinkiness is the use of non-conventional sexual practice, concepts, and fantasies. The term derives from the idea of a bend, quote-unquote, in one's sexual behavior. The term kink has been claimed by some who practice sexual fetishism as a term or synonym for their practices. Kink sexual practices go beyond what is considered a conventional sexual practice as a means of heightening the intimacy between sexual partners. Examples include edge play and BDSM, amongst others. Mm-hmm. About right. The white man got it. Yeah. It's basically, it's basically whatever that's not vanilla, quote unquote, yeah. vanilla sex band, temporary, uh, typical missionary, doggy, whatever you, what have you. Basically, a kink is like that little extra spice you throw in a pot to like help you get your rocks off a little bit. Yes, more. come on, kinks I mean, are the bay leaf of the sexual world. Come through. It could be a bay leaf, or it could be a jalapeno. It could be some onion. Yes. Whatever is how you want to season it. It's up to you. Yeah, I'll, yeah. The best way I could sum that lengthy paragraph that I just read is a kink is anything that 
get your motor running that's kind of off the beaten path mm-hmm. so like we said edge play uh bdsm um impact play like this so yeah. many things it's a it's a wide wide world out there yeah role playing yes you know mm-hmm. and it can be from from mild to wild you know because there's there's a dark region. We're not going there. Not Ooh, going really? there. The rabbit hole goes deep. <laughs> no pun intended. Mm-hmm. So first up, whatever you're comfortable with sharing, but what are some of your kinks? That's a very long list, but we're just going <laughs> to... That's why I say, give us, you know what? Give us top three. That's still, that's even harder. So I'm just going to name a few of them. Uh, okay. Like I said, impact play, that's like the act of being hit or hitting somebody. I enjoy being flogged. Mm, okay. It's like, it's like being whipped, but it's with the one, it's not the single tail one, like Catwoman. It's more like a bunch of tails hitting you at one time. Right. This is one that's not really known. Body, body modification is actually a kink. So that could be like tattoos, uh, body piercings. With me, it's more specifically with corsetry, altering the body and getting a different shape through different means. Um, Electroplay, stimulating the body through electric currents. Either it could be like a tickle or an extreme zap. That I'm into that. Mm. Um, Come on, Pikachu. Okay. I'm just saying, that's why he's my starter. Um, what is another one? Wax play. Ooh, wax play. Love me some good wax play. It's like therapeutic. Ugh. Even the tank is just thinking about it. <laughs> What's another one? Um, biting. That's a good Ooh. little cake fetish I'm into. Now, there's different degrees. I'm a nibbler. I am not take a chunk out of me. I just like a little nibble, a little that. Um, a good stroke and choke. I'm here for um, a fixation. Sensory deprivation, temperature play. Mm. Yeah, I can keep going. I'm, just, I'm, degradation. I'm a big on that. Yeah, there's just a few of them. And that was an extensive list. I feel like I asked you that, and you like your scroll started rolling across the floor in length. It was like the limit does not exist. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so in the past, how have you discovered some of these kinks? Did you just kind of stumble across it? Was it something that you were already interested in and you just found an opportunity to explore it? Did somebody kind of be like, you trust me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was actually like a mix of all of that. Um, so first, the first spark, I'm sure everybody can relate to this, was real sex. Mm. Classic. Was watching, like Listen, was let, hold on. I have to stop you right here. You, the new gays, do not. Y'all don't understand, okay? Real sex was everything. Every, I, it was such a staple in our lives. None of our asses should have been watching that shit. Yeah, all of us was. Yet all of us were, and still have memories. We were talking about that. What was that? The last time we recorded, huh? About the stripper episode, the classic stripper episode. I Ooh. found that on my picture, baby. Oh, I'm gonna need that link. Thank you so much. Oh, gladly. 
But yeah, um, yeah. So I watched Real Sex, of course, just being curious, you know, getting my rocks off. But then I was actually like inter- interested in the stuff that they were talking about, learning the different things. I'm like, okay, well, what the hell is this? I sat there and watched it. So then, like a few years later, well, not a few years, many years later, my first boyfriend, he was into the lifestyle, BDSM kink fetish lifestyle. And he was like, oh, I want to teach you a few things. I want to see if you would like to enjoy this with me. And he was like my first taste into the world. So he taught me a few things. And then when we separated, I guess my next outlet was researching on the internet and learning things like that. Then after that, I think that led me to Onyx. And that's where I learned some more things. And then it was just like finding different people who had the same interest in me, had the same interest as me in exploring with them. It's just a trail. It's a trail. Mm-hmm. The World Wide Web of Kink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you nurture these kinks? Outside nurture. of, you know, at, you know, finding you a man friend. Nurturing just, uh, you can learn, like, learn more about what you're interested in, how to do it safely, how to make sure you're comfortable with doing what you're what you're doing and making sure how making sure that you let you can make other people feel comfortable with doing it with you. It's just like learning about it and just honing in on you. It's like when you have like a craft, like you you're good at drawing, you practice drawing. Certain kinks take time and learning and practice to get it to that level where you can like be that that bitch in that in that skill. Like there's always classes going on. Like there's always like research that you could be doing on different things and finding that out, finding out things about what you're into and how to grow and how to master it, how to tweak it to where it's just for you or how you can tweak it to where you're the best to do it. And you turn the bitches out with it. Like, yeah, I would say like just nurture, just learn, learn about it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm glad that you said that because I don't think there's enough emphasis on, the ability to research the things that you like sexually and really find out not just that it feels good or that it makes you feel a way or making someone else feel good, but more of the psychology behind it and things of that nature. I think that that's important too. Like some of us are blessed with just being able to know through action but I don't think there's anything wrong with me. And like, you know, I think I'm interested in this. Let me ask Google Isha what she got. What does she right. know? And, and like who knows uh, what that'll lead to? Yeah. And like, there's actually like certain kinks and like fetishes and acts that you do that you have to learn before you actually can jump into it. Like, I'm going to throw an extreme one out there. Fisting. If mm. you're in the fisting, you can't just go up there and just punch the booty hole. Listen, you just can't go up to somebody and be like, oh, you can. It don't work like that. No. No, you, cannot, you cannot run up on somebody and turn them into from Kermit. Like, you can cause uh-uh. some damage. Like, yeah. You gotta learn. Like, with um, bondage, rope, ropes and shit like that. You gotta learn how to do a proper knot. Mm. You gotta learn how to untie it. You gotta learn, like, you just gotta learn a lot. It's an mm-hmm. investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an investment in you. And your sex life, which I think is also important, like investment in your sex life beyond, you know, your Mr. Marcus dildo and 
all of that bad. good stuff. <laughs> I know I how the girls bad. feel about Mr. Marcus, so. Mm. Listen, I have that, and I, I he speaks I, to me. I'm just leaving it. <laughs> I think I might have one too. I don't a, know. I'm trying to remember. Did I bring my 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 stash when I moved? Mm. That's something for to research for another day. So that's another king, Marcus. That's one of my kings. Like, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, oh no, the rumor mill was saying you know you had a little situation not, for a while, and nah, that's I, that's definitely a kink if he was engaging during that troublesome time mm-hmm. in his life. But yes, he's aged very well from the last time I saw him. Anyway, since we're on this rabbit hole of research and all of the teens, and I think you mentioned this before, but how have you found some of these safe spaces? How have you and learned how to navigate them? Well, the, the resources are out. Resources are out there if you're looking. Like everything is a Google search away. Mm. But as a black gay man. Mm-hmm. So spaces where we would feel comfortable is limited and far in between. That's why, like, I like when I find something like there's always like little seminars going on during like Black Pride weekends. Like, yeah, there's parties, but if you go to like the expos, there's like little sex awareness things and stuff like that. Like, when the Black community puts on sex awareness events, that's the things that you need to go to because you can learn a lot at those. So, like, little things like that, like little workshops. Even finding, like, little books or blogs that you could read, things like that. And then, like, I would say Instagram was a really good resource for finding Black Kingsters for me because they would post their stuff. You could hit them up in the DMs, ask them questions. They would, some like, I have had some that offered to jump on Skype or FaceTime and, like, teach me some things while we're having, like, a little conversation on Skype. Like, it's just little things like that that's out there. But there's all, you can find plenty of ways to, um, learn new things but i would say like the main resource is your internet your your phone your internet your laptop that's one of your main resources all right i like that and it, it, there is power in the hashtags yeah you know so definitely try that out uh i find a lot of stuff on instagram that way but let me just see if there's a hashtag for it that's kind of become my go-to like google it and see if there's a hashtag. Well, that explore page on Instagram too. Well, listen, I'll be trying to stay away from the explore page because that's that's a rabbit hole. I'll I'll scroll the explore page, but not my own feed. Like trash. But so, what do you say to people that are just discovering their kinkiness, or you know what? Let's start there, and then we'll say. For the ones that may be feeling repressed, so they're they're just now feeling their their kinky oats, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, they just laced up their kinky boots. What would you say to them? What's your advice? Okay, so I would say first off, if you're doing something that involves a partner, do it with somebody that you absolutely trust. Mm. That's the number one. Second, uh, know yourself. Know your limits. I know you're not going to know them like instantly, but if something's not feeling right to you or you're not feeling right in the situation, it's perfectly okay to say stop. 
Don't let nobody pressure you to continue to do something or do something that you're not comfortable with because it's, it's supposed to be enjoyable for all parties involved, not just the person that's doing it. not one just not just one person. So that's another thing. Um, just know what you're setting yourself up for. Like, don't walk into a situation blind. Like, set up ground rules. Let um, people know what you're into, what you absolutely do not want to happen. Let some like. So there's your goals, there's your there's your greens, there's your yellows, and there's your reds. If you're going into a, a scene, it's a scene is what we call when you're doing your you're doing your kink play, fetish play, all that stuff. If you're going into a scene, have your safe word ready. Do not be afraid to use your safe word. There's also like a word that you can use that'd be like, hey, I'm I'm kind of reaching my threshold to let that person know. Like, hey, I'm, I'm getting close. Like, you need to kind of reel it back or slow it down or do something. But the safe word is like an absolute stop. And the person that you're with should respect the fact that you safe worded. They should stop instantly. They shouldn't try to pressure you to keep going on or anything like that. That's just like the basics when walking to something. And just don't be afraid to ask questions. That's the thing. Just... There's no, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Just that's all. I, that's all, all I got right now. Okay, those are all good tips. So, what about the repressed person? You have any advice for them? The person well, that might be too scared, or they don't, they don't feel like anybody would be receptive to the things they might be into, within reason, you know. Obviously, don't be afraid. Just don't be afraid. Like. Life's too short to have bad sex. Mm. That's all I'm like. Find that the once you find that cur that courage, it will take you places. Like repression does nothing but hold you back. I know it's not easy to overcome, but you just take like those baby steps to get you to the point where you're ready to step outside your boundaries. It's all about being comfortable. Like do a little bit here, do a little bit there. Or if you're ready, just Take the proper steps and then just go ahead and just do dive on in. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, safely. Safely. Yeah. I would Safe definitely safety. add to make sure that your safety is always a priority. Yes. Your safety. That's well, all safety I can contribute. Oh, well, yeah, obviously, but you know, nobody's going to look out for you like you. So. Yeah. Make sure you're you're not taking unnecessary risks and things of that nature. Because depending on what your kink might be, risk is is the name of the game. But yeah, that's wanna... like a whole different conversation. There's like we have two different sectors. We have safe, sane, and consensual, where it's like we're doing it's all safe, sane. Like we're we know what we're doing. It's all consensual. We've talked about what we're going to do. We're going to stay with these little parameters. But then we have risk. Uh, was it rack? I'm sorry, it's rack. Risk awareness consensual kinks, whereas like you're a hardcore player or you know what you want, and then you both know what you want, and you just go into the situation like whatever happens, happens. Hey, like there's so many routes where this can go, but it's all about communication with your partner or partners and knowing what you're about to do. How y'all, I hate this term, but how y'all about to get down? It's all about knowing that. How you get down? What's up, bro? Oh. 
Okay. So you mentioned it earlier and I don't know a lot about it. So I'm curious to see what you have to say on it. You mentioned the group Onyx. So I just wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about it a little bit, the benefits that you have been experiencing personally and what it means to you. So Onyx is a leather slash kink fraternity. Yes, a fraternity for um, gay or bisexual men of color. It's not just black men. It's uh, Asian, Latino, like any man of color. Just if, if, if you identify as a man and you are of the minority, then Onyx is for you. It is a space where we... Uh, we fellowship there's learning there's basically it's like divine eye but leather we do community service we give back to the community we are very advocate in uh sexual awareness uh, very advocate we are we advocate for sexual awareness and just putting out the information to the black community because we're not black but the What's a POC community, I guess? Because honestly, we don't have, we haven't had the sexual freedom that our Anglo Saxon counterparts does. Like, if you let people know that you're into like a kink or something like that, a black person's first response is, oh, you into that white shit. Really, like, honestly, one of um, Onyx's main things is kind of, kind of like crushing that little stereotype. Good sex is for everybody, honestly. If you like to get smacked up a little bit, hey, that's what you went to. And we're going to teach you how to do it safely, how to do it correctly, and how to do it and you ain't get no charges. That's one of the things that we're big on. And we're just like, we're big on creating spaces for you to learn, feel comfortable, to be yourself. Like I spoke earlier about the spaces where you're, where we uh where you are genuinely yourself and onyx is one of those spaces for me there's no judgment there's like-minded individuals that help you nurture you and like genuinely there for me like i've met some of my best friends in onyx and i would say it's one of the best decisions that i've ever made pleasant for it and like just being the onyx managers our motto is explore empower and educate and that's what we do and I'm just, I might have a little case of worry about it because like, I feel so proud about my organization and I just get excited whenever I get a chance to speak on it. So, yeah. That's what we like. That's what we do around here. Um, it makes me kind of want, I'm going to click on one of these links and just read a little bit about it. Uh, like, I always say that, but you know, it takes me four years to, to get into anything. <laughs> I have such a delay, but yeah, because talking about this and I'm thinking about it, like, do I have any kinks? I haven't really explored a lot, but I've had some interest in this. This is weird, but you know, I tell my business on this show, it's fine if y'all judge me because I've never really had anything that I saw that I was just like, hmm. okay, well, you know, that took me from, from a four cylinder to a V6. But (laughs) funnily enough, I was watching an episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. 
It's the most random thing ever. And there was a guy, he was, it was, it was a white guy, but there was a guy who made pastrami like in a certain way. And he had these leather gloves on the whole time that he was handling the meat and slicing and everything. And it was just something about those gloves that I was like, this is, what is this? And I remember texting a friend of mine and he was like, you have a leather kink? Question mark. And I was like, I don't, I didn't think I did, <laughs> but it was something about those gloves. You know what I mean? And that's kind of been in the back of my mind. So now having this conversation, I'm like, I need to see, like, I need to start doing my research. I need to take the advice that we've been given, mostly you, because I don't be knowing shit <laughs> on this episode and be like, what is that? Like, is that something to explore? Like, is it a leather kink or is it just something about those gloves? You know what I mean? Like, it was just, and I, I came across some porn with some gloves in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. But I've, I've never taken the time to really get deeper into that and see what does that entail like with kink it could be anything like it could be just the leather fetish but it could also be like what sparked you with it was him handling the pastrami that could be like a food kink that you have like you could be in the food play my fat ass don't need no fucking food (laughs) 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 i don't need no more fucking food lord have mercy i I had a guy you know and i was thinking about i had a guy that kind of approached me like that once and he was, he was like, well, you're not big enough. You need to gain about 20 pounds. Let me feed you. And I was like, let me tell you something. That sounds awesome. However, my cholesterol is, <laughs> it's a dub. Yeah, that, that's actually called, like, like, he's a feeder. And, like, the person yeah. who he's feeding that will, be, will be a gainer. Like, it's so, it's kink is in everything. Like, shit that you would never think is a kink is actually wow. a kink. And I'm thinking about it because when I used to live in Houston, there was this dude that would periodically hit me up. And he was a gainer. Like, he had a real pot belly. You could tell he was a smaller dude. And, like every, you know, his weight is just going directly to his stomach. And he was like, I'm trying to reach whatever milestone, poundage, you know, can you help get me there? Um, and I just, I kind of wrote it off because the rest of everything that was going around was weird. Yeah. I didn't find that part weird. It's, I mean, it's, it was it catches me off guard every time he would pop up, but it was the rest of the lack of communication skills that I was like, mm, it's not, this is not going to work for me, but good luck on your journey. All right. He just wanted you to come over and feed him hot wings. That's all he wanted. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, not, not to say that I'm necessarily opposed to that. The, the, the little scrappy of it all, like, you know, as long as we're not in the bed, I don't. Hot wings in the bed is a is a no for me. But I mean, the I mean, approach makes a big impact as well. It was something about his approach that was off putting because it was just kind of like a clubbing you over the head with it, rather than being like, "Hey, this is something I'm into, and I'm kind of you know liking whatever about you." Would this be something mm-hmm. you might feel comfortable exploring with me? It was like, "Come feed me, nigga." Like, whoa. <laughs> I said whoa. communication. Like, communication is a big part. Like, hey. Because it's like, you know, especially I'm thinking with kinks because, it's, again, you don't know what people are into. So you kind of have to be tactful with your approach. It can't just be, you know, you see what it is. Like, you read my profile, so come make it do what it do. It's like, okay, but 
can we and ease into this? Types. Can you can you can we talk about this? So those are the types you kind of want to push to the side. Like, no, like if you ready to just jump into it, like, no, we don't want to do that. I want you to, I, I want to sit down and have a conversation with you to make sure you're not crazy. That you, too. You do this. That as well. And it was something about, I don't know. I mean, I'm very distrustful because something was like, I'm like, oh no, this smells fishy to me. Cat fishy if you get my drift. Mm-hmm. But that's going to wrap this up. So do you have any other tips, tricks, or anything else you want to say about the topic before we wrap it up? Again, I'm just, I just want to reiterate, do not be afraid to ask questions. Do not be afraid to research shit. Do not just be knowledgeable about what you getting into and just trust communication and your safety. Those are the things to remember. And that's what I'm going to leave with. Okay. So I would say this has been a very surface level conversation. Obviously I'm not opposed to getting deeper into it. So if Devon, you think of some more stuff you want to talk about, or if you're hearing this and you want to jump in on the conversation, please feel free to reach out to me. We can make that happen. In the meantime, again, my friend, thank you for putting me on your schedule and putting up with me in this raggedy show. I always love when you come through. Glad to be here on the hardest working man in podcasting's show. (laughs) Shout out to our brister, uh, Jean Redcorn. Because it's something special when y'all are together. But we're thinking about you, sis. We're thinking of you. So tell people where they can find you before we get out of here. No, I am deviant. Re- oh, deviant record. See, Ooh, come on. He's in the air. He's in the air. He's yes. cussing me out. We're supposed to have a, a powwow soon, so he's in the air. But I am deviant underscore onyx on all social media. You can reach me on that. That's D E V I A N T underscore O N Y X. And if you, hey, if you feel comfortable, you can come to me with any questions that you have, and I will answer them to my best ability. If I can't, I can, if you will allow me, I can direct you to the people who can actually answer those questions if I cannot. So I'm just saying I'm here. I'm a resource. And whatever you bring to me will stay between us. Come on, confidentiality. We we love a good sis that knows how to keep their mouth shut. Hello. Mm. At this day and age, that is rare. It's a rare condition. All right, you guys, that's going to wrap this show up. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening. Remember, you can chime in at any time. If you have thoughts on what you've heard, go ahead and sound off. Use the hashtag GaySidePod when you're live tweeting or posting about the show so that everyone can see that. You can also send in letters, compliments, show topic ideas, stories, or whatever you may wish I like to call it the gay side mail, all of which can be sent to gaysidestories at gmail.com. Please go ahead and do that. Also, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five star rating. And if you really love the show and want to show some support, leave a review five stars as well. And make sure you're sharing this show with other people. Word of mouth is still the best way for podcasts like this one to reach more 
ears and get a bigger audience. So go ahead and tell someone that you love the podcast, friend, coworker, family, whatever the case may be. That is how we get more people to listen to these shows. And you know what? That's it. Love yourselves as always. Make sure you're protecting your walls or they will what crumble. And I will be back next week.